Hello, and welcome to the Coach's Cup podcast. I am Sonia Green from Sonia Green Coaching. And I am Judith Fender, one of the amazing coaches with the No BS Weight Loss Program. And before we get started today, I want to ask a favor of our listeners. If you could take just a minute, this podcast is going to be about imposter syndrome and dealing with imposter syndrome. And I am preparing a course that I'm going to be releasing um, the first of next year. And I already have a lot of the content together for it, but I just want to make sure I'm hitting all the bases with those of you who deal with imposter syndrome. So I'm asking a favor. If you could email me at Sonia, S-O-N-Y-A at SoniaGreenCoaching.com. I would love to set up just like 20 minutes with you to talk a little bit about what your imposter syndrome experience has been like to see what kind of support you would like in a course if you were going to be taking one. And for your time, I will be discounting the course. If you decide you want to take it, you will get it at a little bit more than 50% off. I haven't figured out exactly what it is, but it's a little bit more than 50% off. So if you could do that, I need probably about four or five of you ladies who would be willing to give me just 20 minutes of your time. All right. And with that, (laughs) we are talking about imposter syndrome, which we did, I don't know, a year or so ago, Mm -hmm. but we're going to be talking about steps that you can take to overcome your imposter syndrome. Okay. And the numbers that I have read lately say that imposter syndrome has gotten so much worse since the pandemic started, Mm. mainly because people are working from home. They're, they're still more secluded. We're coming out of it. In fact, it's going to be interesting to see what this holiday season is like, but we still have been so secluded and it's easy to convince yourself when you're working at home (laughs) Like some of us do. Tell me more. Uh (laughs) Is this because I work at home? Wait a minute. What are you saying? Yeah. I mean, when you, when you're so secluded, it's easy to convince yourself that everybody else Mm. is doing more, Mm. that they're doing it better than you are, that they're putting in more effort than you are. And I think that has a lot to do with why the numbers are even higher than they used to be. That's interesting. I <laughs> the pluralistic ignorance. That's what that is, is when you think everyone else is doing more and better than you. Yes. Right. And that's part of that imposter syndrome thinking. Yeah. And it just it's <laughs> I've never thought that way. Have you, Sonia? <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. No, I've I've never dealt with it at all. Imagine life without it. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's been until like through coaching, understanding that, that it, that it was even a thing. It was so mm-hmm. normal in, in who I was that, um, so I am surprised. I think that, I think 70% is kind of low myself. I, do. I would say you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what that means, uh, and I, I guess actually this leads into the first point 
for uh, a way to deal with it, the first thing to do is recognize Mm. Mm -hmm. that at least seven out of every 10 people you come in contact with are feeling those same feelings at some point that you have. Yeah, for sure. At at some point, I think that's interesting. I, I can think about myself even. Um, most recently since, since being, becoming a coach for NoBS, And I remember it very much in the beginning, lots of feelings, lots. And then it, it just, one day it's just gone and it, you're not thinking that way anymore. You're feeling very integrated and very, um, very involved. And then um, something can happen and it, it causes yeah, a little yeah. check in yourself and for a different, um, a different circumstance, not necessarily around, um, employees or coworkers, but you know, just the nature of what you do. And um, anyway, it's just nice to hear that, like to normalize it. Yeah. Yeah. And it does come and go for most people, right? Most people that, that I have coached and worked with other than, I mean, there's a couple that have just this constant anxiety, mm-hmm. but most people it, comes in it freezes them for a while mm-hmm. you know and then they manage to either do the the thought work to get over it or something shifts within them and they're able to move past it um one or the other but most people it just kind of ebbs and flows in their life yeah. it doesn't just constantly keep them you know i i've told you before i think the last time we talked about imposter syndrome probably that it held me under it felt like underwater for for about um 6 or 7 years wow at one point mm-hmm. and but other than that other than that one period i would say I've had, you know, it comes in sometimes and I have to work on it and then it goes away. Like you said. Yeah. Yeah. This, this past time for me, it was just, it was maybe it's just a couple hours and I even questioned. Yeah. It was just, it was one and done. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. So is that when you said you just questioned, what do you question in those moments? If I'm qualified to do what I do. Yeah. Right. And and even saying it out loud after doing this for two years and literally coaching hundreds of women, yes, I'm qualified. I can say that right. 100%, but the, the, the thought process just was just a lot of questioning of, yeah. you know, do I know what I'm doing? Is this right? And yes, I do. Yes, you do. But yeah, that's right. Um, and that's, I mean, that is textbook imposter syndrome. Mm. I'm a fraud. Yeah. Everybody's going to figure out that that I don't know. Well, (laughs) you didn't this time and that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's exactly where most of us go with it. Um, Mm -hmm. There's this anxiety that, I mean, that's how I was with in, in academia, you know, I could be in a meeting depending on who the meeting was with Mm -hmm. and what we were doing. And, earlier in my career, it wasn't as much once I became a department chair, you know, I had had enough experiences that, like you said, I I might have that question, but I can throw it off pretty quickly. But early on, it was like, if I was in a meeting and somebody asked my opinion, Mm -hmm. I would freeze because I thought, oh, this is the moment, right? This is the moment everybody figures out. I'm a dummy. I didn't, (laughs) I didn't do this the way everybody else did. 
And then that, that beat down after you did speak up and the things you said and questioning, like all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been yeah. there. So what's the second step then? The first step is to understand that you're not alone. <laughs> the second step is to, to share, right? To, to yeah. like, to be in community or talk with your coworkers, talk with your friends about, and, and I think of what we're doing on this podcast is like opening yeah. up the dialogue about this so that, you know, things that we, things that aren't discussed are, are kind of held in that shame space. And the more we can open up and talk about things and share our experiences again, it's just, it's only going to help you and help others to help normalize the experience. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That shame and that fear, fear of judgment, People finding out that you're a fraud. I mean, it's, it's a real thing, but if you can say it. And even saying it out loud can be really helpful Mm -hmm. where I was two years ago. If I had talked about it out loud, I think I felt shame for feeling imposter syndrome. I couldn't even absolutely want to talk about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Right. There we go. So I get it. Like, yeah, I didn't want to talk about it because it was paralyzing. Well, because, you know, in, in your situation, well, you're a coach, you're a no BS coach. You were hired because you already know everything and you Mm -hmm. already know how to do everything perfectly. That's not true, but that's the story we tell ourselves, right? Yes. Yes. And my story, my story is, is then getting in and then all of the technology on the back end. That's what I wasn't prepared for. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, other coaches feel the same thing all the time. 100%. And, and, and clients and it's normal. Mm-hmm. And I do think this number is higher. And I think it's going to be the rare person who doesn't have at some point, at least as far as females, mm-hmm. I would say yeah, much, much higher in males. I don't know. Well, I don't much it- males. I, that's how I've always felt that too, but my husband and I have discussed it. He's an attorney Mm -hmm. and we, we have had several discussions on how common it is in the legal world in general, just for attorneys in general. Um, He's gone to trainings where they have, you know, worked with, with all of the attorneys on imposter syndrome. No kidding. Yeah. So I'm like you, I would say we're probably pushing 90 to 95% of the population, but I haven't seen that number yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. And you know, well, how do they get this data? Right. Like I would say of my friends and the people I come in contact with in my world, it's very common. Yes. Mine too. You know, if, if it's just random surveys and people are feeling shame, are they going to admit it if they do? No. Yeah. No. So. Who wants to be reminded of all of those terrible feelings when you're home or in your email? Yeah. Or, or filling it out. That's, yeah. It is interesting. <laughs> yeah. So the third thing, this is, this is going to sound familiar for those of you who, who do your thought work. But the third thing is to set goals and it's the second half and build a scaffold for reaching those goals. Mm. So if there's one thing 
people with imposter syndrome are good at it's setting goals. <laughs> the high achievers. Yes, it's the high achievers, but they don't. A lot of times imposter syndrome puts a wall in between you and your goals. So it's important to use scaffolding. I use that term. We use it a lot in education. Talk about Mm -hmm. how we scaffold um, learning. Mm -hmm. But it's that same idea. You have to build, build in small steps along the way to keep imposter syndrome from having a space to move in. Mm. Oh, so, I, I, yeah, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you set a goal, but then you set those small steps. Yeah. yeah which I've heard Corinne talk about. I've heard mm-hmm. Brooke talk about, you know, it's not, this isn't something new. Not rocket science. Nope. No, it's just reminding us that we have to build in little steps, doable steps every day in order to reach our goals, because it's when we don't have those, that's when imposter syndrome creeps in. Agreed. Agreed. Thinking about that. So leading us into the fourth point would be to celebrate your successes and setting yourself up. Something often, if my clients are either losing weight or they're also closing out the end of their business day, this is a point where I coach them and I know you coach your clients the same in citing those successes that you've had for the day, finding the smallest thing, setting yourself up for success and, and just noting like what you did well. Yeah. Did you follow your, your steps? Did you follow your steps? Celebrating yourself. It's still not a common language for all of us to do very form- foreign to do. We still all want to jump down the, as Corinne calls it, the poopy diaper, the shitty, you know, the shitty diaper mm-hmm. and um, beat ourselves up. But taking that time and marking yourself on your, um, on your planner or whatever it is, however you end your day, whether it's with your daily food assessment or through work, being a teacher, um, whatever professional you are is making that time to reflect on the positive steps that you did take that day. Yeah. Yes. Because speaking with my own imposter syndrome, I know that if I had a success, what my brain went to every time was, well, that's just the expectation, Sonia. You didn't do anything special. You just did what you were supposed to do. (laughs) It makes us mean to ourselves. Instead of celebrating that, you know, we're like, well, that's just the expectation. Well, yeah, but there's tons of expectations that people don't meet every day. So why not use these as a chance to celebrate? Yeah, I'm with you. Like, like it's just that, like that mow over your day, like just, just barrel through, get it done. Yes. But it really does require that thoughtfulness, reflection, and celebrating, celebrating your wins. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Not that I can think of, Sonia. It's it's all about your thoughts and feelings. It is. And it's a <laughs> daily practice. Oh my gosh. It's daily. It's hourly. It's yes. minute by minute some days. Whatever it is you're working on. Yes. Whatever it is. I cannot emphasize that enough. And you will always be working on something. <laughs> Let's just normalize that too. Right. 
Yeah, no, our brain is always working on something, Mm -hmm. whether we are in charge of that or not. Mm -hmm. So we need to get in front of it and decide what we're going to be working on. Yes, I do believe meditation helps, though. I just want to throw that in there, too. I I agree 100%. No, I like it. It makes my thought work in my brain smoother mm-hmm. and better, just yes. smoother and better and, and mindfulness, of course. Yeah. But. Well, it, it, it creates that habit. So, you know, mm-hmm. checking in is, I mean, that's your win and that's your reward. Or for me, it is mm-hmm. having those moments of quiet to myself. That's, that's how I celebrate my success. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I, I'll text a text a friend. I don't know. I may have texted you. Like I am a badass. I'm a badass coach. I'm like, I am the best. I killed it today. Those are the best days ever, Mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. And sometimes we have to say it, even if we don't feel that way. Yes. But it's better when we really feel it. (laughs) It it is better when we really feel it. Yeah. But sometimes we have to kind of push through and, you know, it's, it's all going to be 50, 50, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. Sometimes we can push through it a little bit. All right. So once again, I will ask you if you have dealt with imposter syndrome and I dare say most of you have. Mm, I think we've cleared the air. I think they have. Yeah, I would. I would love the chance to talk with you for about 20 minutes. It would be a Zoom call. Um, You can email me at Sonia, S-O-N-Y-A at SoniaGreenCoaching.com. And just let me know, hey, I'm willing to set up an interview with you. If you do that, then when this course releases um, early next year, you will get a chance to get it at a little bit more than 50% off. So I, and I would be eternally grateful. Oh, so if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me at just Judy, J-U-S-T-J-U-D-I-E on Instagram. And of course you can find me at NoVS and that's it. And the Facebook page. Oh, the Facebook page. Yeah. It's uh, at the coaches cup on the, on our Facebook page. We need to have like a little list of things when we do this. Goodbye. All <laughs> the things. Yeah. If you're looking for coaching with me, <laughs> you Thanks. can find me. Yeah. At soniagreencoaching.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Sonia underscore green coaching. All right. Until next week. <laughs> Bye y'all. Great week. Bye. <laughs>